0: I've conducted interviews with dozens of professional musicians from all across the musical map, many of them world-class performers, singer-songwriters, jazz musicians, African djembe masters, Indian classical musicians, Western classical musicians, and musicians from other traditions, too. Every single one of these musicians listed a slew of activities they consider to be practice that aren't usually recognized as practice. I'm going to show them to you. Now, of course, no book can give you all the answers, but I hope this book helps you think about practice in a broader way, beyond the walls of the typical practice room. In this book, you'll find specific strategies, techniques, and mindsets that any musician needs to get better, whether you play rock or Bach. To help understand the many ways people get better at music, I've used a metaphor to organize music practice into six simple categories. Think of practice as a colorful, six-bladed pinwheel in motion. Trying to see the boundary between the pinwheel blades while the pinwheel spins is like trying to understand everything about practice at once. It's impossible to see anything clearly as the pinwheel spins. But if you stop the pinwheel, you can see it more clearly. You can count the blades, see their shape and color, you can see where one color stops and the next begins, you can see how it spins on its axle. Music practice is like that six-bladed pinwheel. We're going to stop the practice pinwheel to get a better look at how practice works. As we do, keep in mind the advice of martial arts master Bruce Lee, who said, Absorb what is useful, discard what is not, add what is uniquely your own. Each blade of the practice pinwheel is a book section. Part 1. What? When you know what something is, you have power over it. This section covers what practice is, how practice changes the brain, and how you can harness the nature of those changes to help you get better faster. Part 2. Why? Without motivation, there would be no reason to get better. This section covers motivation and explores how your beliefs affect not only your motivation to learn, but how you practice as well. Part 3. Who Many people will have an impact on your practice, most especially your own self. Your attitudes and behaviors and beliefs profoundly affect how you get better. There are others who can help or hinder too, like parents, teachers, and peers. Part 4. When this section covers time and practice. How much should you practice? When during the day is best? What's the minimum you can get away with? How little is too little? Can you practice too much? How does music practice develop from beginner to expert? Part 5 is Where. Covers the places of practice. It's a short section covering the practice space itself, including what makes one good or bad. The section also takes a look at how context can affect your practice. Part 6, How. What do you actually do to get better? What works best? This is the aspect of practice everyone wants to know, and it's the longest section of the book. So what is practice? Most of us have a stereotype of practice in our head. Some hapless classical musician sitting in a windowless room repeating things over and over. Sheet music is usually involved. Our stereotype of practice often includes scales and exercises and tons of repetition and a general idea that practice isn't fun at all. Sure, all of those things can be practiced, but as you'll discover, many great musicians do none of those things. The idea that practice isn't fun is explicitly stated in one of the most broadly adopted descriptions of practice, deliberate practice, which claims that practice, quote, is not inherently enjoyable, end quote. I don't believe that's true, and I'm not alone. Every professional musician I've spoken with said that practice is quite enjoyable. For some, including yours truly, practice is necessary for mental well-being. Sure, practice can be challenging and frustrating and effortful, but at the same time, it's engaging and often a lot of fun. Jazz trumpeter Don Cherry summed it up best when he said, There is nothing more serious than having fun. There are other activities that increase one's musical ability, not just practice time alone in a room. I believe anything that increases your musical ability is practice, and I'm not alone there either. Here are just a few activities highly accomplished professional musicians consider to be practice, not in any particular order. Listening, performing, watching others perform, playing informally, improvising, teaching, composing, and group rehearsal. Over the course of the next couple hundred pages, I'll show you these and more strategies that musicians use to get better. Good practice is a lot more than you think. It can also be a lot of fun.